podcast where we talk about life after divorce or the ending of a long-term relationship and how to move forward successfully. I am your host, Granny She Is, and on today's episode, we will be answering the question, is there life after divorce? Because it seems like when it first happens that your life is over. Well, to joining us today to discuss this topic and to answer this question with me is my longtime friend and classmate, Miss Kimberly Hope Clark Wilson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, welcome. You, you might, you might want to add Strathers in there for those classmates. Oh, that's right. Okay, hold on, you guys. Kimberly Hope Struthers, her maiden name, Clark Wilson. And she is, let me, let me get all your accolades out first. <laughs> she is the host of Ball Talk with Kim, and it is on the TGN Productions Network based out of Dallas, Texas. She goes live on Facebook, and you can tell everybody when uh, when that show airs. And we'll do it again at the end of the show, too. Okay, awesome. It airs every Saturday at 5 p.m., East, I'm sorry, Central Standard Time. I'm, I'm trying to put us on the East Coast. But uh, every Saturday at 5 p.m., uh, it airs uh, East Central Standard Time here in Dallas. Cool beans. Thank you for that. It will be in the description box for this episode. And I'm happy to announce that um, All Things Undone now has a Facebook group page. So we can start putting, <laughs> I can start putting the resources from every show onto that page to help people who may be going through this transition, right? Because um, divorce, it's rarely an easy ordeal to get through. And it's sometimes a struggle to move on with your life when there are so many moving parts to its finale. I know I've been there before. Kim has Mm, been there before. Yes. Uh, So before we get started, (laughs) I want to throw some, throw some, um, some expert information out here because I like to kind of put that in the show at the beginning. And I read an article recently uh, from um, a social worker for the Cleveland Clinic and she was just stressing how um, going through such a thing can make a person feel rejected, angry, profoundly hurt or out of control. And it's important to pay attention to your emotions and how you feel and to make sure you're getting the help that you need uh, along the way. And I'll be referencing this particular therapist. Her name's Karen Tucker. Again, she's with the Cleveland Clinic and she is a clinical social worker specialist. So we will be hitting on some of the points from there as we move along in uh, the podcast. We get a little later into the podcast. We will discuss some ways that you can cope and how you can recover your life after a divorce. But before we get to all of that, Kim, Yes, <laughs> Would you mind honey. sharing with us your journey through through each oh. of your marriages? Because I don't know if you all noticed her name's quite long. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud of it, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I yeah, earned I'm them that. You are, definitely. Honey. Right. <laughs> People don't understand that. You worked for those work, names I, that blessed it. Because <laughs> I didn't hyphenate anything, but it's crazy because I... Uh, the first time married for 18 years. And um, so I went from Struthers to Struthers Clark. I, I didn't hyphenate it because it was just too dang long. I was just excited that right. I was in the beginning of the alphabet now. Okay. <laughs> so it was Clark. <laughs> and, you know, 18 years being married is, is, is has its, is, it, that's a long time. So Struthers was gone. Yes. 
uh, you know, back. When did I get married? Lord, child, I think it was 97, 98. When I think it was 98 when I got married. Um, a first time. Yeah, it had to be um, so I was dropped off. And yes, and I earned that Clark. So I kept that forever. So everybody knows me by Kimberly Clark, of course, when I go home. Right. So, you know, I go. But nevertheless, I'm um, 18 years. Um, and uh, we'll get into that. But I was actually married. And it's a lot because you, you pretty much not really change your identity, but you become who you should be involving into you you know you're never that same person you know when you first from where you were before you got married you're constantly evolving and I always tell people I married I was 22 when I got married and my then husband at the time was 19 so he left his to a wife I was already you know pretty much on my own, doing my thing, going to school, got my own place for the most part, and in college and stuff like that. So it was like from a mother to, a, a, you know, not a mother, excuse me, from a, a, a son, from his mom to a wife. You know, when we're that young, we don't know. <laughs> we think we know, you know, <laughs> and it's just getting married for all the wrong reasons. Now, I'm not discrediting a lot of our classmates have been married a very long time. They've been together just as long. You know, right. we can name a few of them <laughs> that would have given And they're the still one strong. At, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I always envy them. Not in a bad way, because it was like, man, how did they do that? Like, man, I wish that was something. I could have met that one like that, you know? Right. But with that comes its challenge. And, and then... Hey, I, we had problems. We a lot of them, you know. Um, and then there those those few that said, no, we we this is the person that I knew that I wanted to marry that young, you know. So, but for the the, the rest of us, right. <laughs> I will say this: <laughs> marriage has its growing pains, and when no one should be getting married, and I kid you not, before the age of twenty six, I agree with that. At 26, you should you wait. Give yourself time to live a little. Go to college, have fun, splurge, do whatever you got to do. Um, enjoy right. because you're still getting to know each other. You're still getting to know yourself. And being so young, married, it's definitely not this. This era now is so different. Um, and of course, it has a lot to do with our upbringing. You know, back in the day, you pregnant, you get married. Uh, you, you don't check. You got to get. Married. Right. So it's that kind of stuff. Part in that as well. So now everything goes. But not to get too far off the topic, um, those 18 years really was tough. The first five years was, and I guess that is a true statement. You get that five year itch, or is it the seven year itch, or something like that? That the first five years seven was itch. seven year itch. Yeah. It seems like it was bliss. Um, we got married young. We waited a few years. Then we had our first child. We got, we bought our home. We had accumulated things, cars. We had that young mentality, that young person's drive, thrive. We were just on it. We were doing things and setting records that our parents didn't do because both of our parents had been married and divorced, you know, and remarried now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was kind of like, we had that thing. We had what everybody wanted. 
They're young. Right. They got a house. They waited for they had their kids. They're traveling. Right. But what people didn't know was the behind the scenes. <laughs> you know, while we were doing all these things to appease everybody else, we weren't happy. And if mm-hmm. I have to be transparent, I knew day one that I was making a mistake. Oh, and wow. and my and, but I just did not. For the sake of, and and don't get me wrong, I grew to love my children's father. I grew to love him. And and that was just over time. You learn to love someone. You know, I can't say that I was actually in love with him, but I did love him. Got it. Um, And it wasn't because of the kids. You know, I loved him to tolerate what I had to deal with. You know, like it was certain things that he would do that I wouldn't do. We were two different people. Like mm-hmm. from two different worlds. I'm four years his senior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like what I wanted. And they say that women mature a lot faster than men. So the things that I wanted and that I needed so badly, from he couldn't give it to me because he yet to experience that. Right. He couldn't give it to me. And it wasn't necessarily from an intimate or a sexual standpoint. So let me fix that. It wasn't from a sexually standpoint. It was more of an intimate standpoint. Yeah, there was certain, yes, you know. that I needed from him. And however, not understanding that I was broken too. I was still broke, broken. Yeah. I can relate to that so yeah. much. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't because I had just come out of a bad relationship because I hadn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't have a heartbreak before him and I got together. And, I, you know, it wasn't because I was lonely. I felt at that time that I, that's what I wanted. Right. But, I hadn't dated him long enough to do that. And there were years, there was a couple of years in between himself and my, myself, you know, because we met in high school. So there was a couple of years in between, a few years in between us. And then we meet at my uncle's wedding. And it was like, oh man, you know, sparks flying. Everything is like so cool. He's singing, I sing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, he's singing, I'm singing. Everything was just great. And it went so fast, it's crazy. So my uncle gets married in March. I sing, I'm singing in my uncle's wedding. He had to sing because he was a singer, of course, in our town. And um, everybody knew and I called on him. They wanted him to sing, you know, so... It was just one of those things. It it was shotgun. It was quick. <laughs> I did. It was you quick. Bet, you, you, the chemistry was there. It was popping. The attraction was oh, strong. Yeah. And you just you just <laughs> rolled on that physical element yes. of the relationship. Yes, I did. Now, the, again, I knew, well, let's just say he moved here a month after my uncle's uh, wedding. Well, he came up for my birthday. He celebrated my birthday. And a month after that, he moved here. To where I am now in Dallas. And that was like, okay, he had his own place. I had my own place. And it was like, you know what? Let's not do this. Let's just go ahead and combine. And we we conveniently connected. So I'm, I'm going to continue to stress that because it, it's important throughout. I think it happens a lot. I think it happens yeah. a lot today when people, they meet and they got that, that, oh my goodness. What did R. Kelly call it? Like she's got that vibe. They both have this vibe, and like mm-hmm. you connect on that, and then you go with that. And I'm gonna throw this fact in here. It's just to put things in perspective. Research has shown, and I've studied this myself, mm-hmm. that infatuation can last up to 36 months. That's up to three wow. years. And people, 
don't give themselves that amount of time to to get beyond that yes. infatuation stage before making solid decisions towards marriage. So this yeah. is I'm, I'm pretty sure that people listening can definitely relate to what you're saying about oh, yeah. yeah. Let's let's move in. It's a convenience thing. We together. We yes. Popping. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so, that little fact. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, you're fine. But yeah, it was just that convenient thing. Did I love him? I did. Was I in love with him? No, because I didn't mm-hmm. know how to love myself. I didn't even right. know being in love with somebody was because I still had my own flaws and errors and insecurities mm-hmm. that I was dealing with secretly that I never shared with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was certain things as a man that they want and, and, and desire and and because of my upbringing there were certain things that i just wasn't accustomed to i didn't know how to love a man because i never knew what a two-parent home was i never lived in one mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i didn't know you know yeah man because that's what i was told you're, you're supposed cook, to cook clean. for your man you clean for your man you sex your man you do right. all this for your man but what about if I'm doing all of this, when is he going to ever do for me? Right. Not being selfish. You know? <laughs> you know? So it's like this caveman mentality. Like, okay, Jane, I need you to come and take care of Fred. Right. <laughs> you know? that is. It was like, and, and with all seriousness, all jokes aside, seriously, it wasn't um, like I was being selfish because... You know, I'm not a selfish person, but it was a lot of things that was happening and I'm starting, my eyes were opening to a lot of things and I just wasn't comfortable because I, again, wasn't taught that. You know, we get told the Bible, but not taught the the biblical way. Very true. You know, and you know, they say, oh, the bedroom's undefiled. What does that mean? So he may have an understanding of the bedroom undefiled, meaning we can do whatever we want to do in this bedroom. And I can bring whoever I want to bring in this bedroom. And that's just what that is. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's right. not what that means, sir. Look, look, yeah. look. You're right. No. You know, or when we have our break, when you're not getting it from me, it's okay for you to go out and do whatever you want. Or I go out and do whatever I want. So that's not how that worked. It was just so many different factors and things that took place that was it, it became uncomfortably married. And when I say uncomfortably married, meaning... Because I was a little older than he was, there were some expectations that were set that there are certain things that I'm supposed to already know how to do. Right. And again, I'm going to throw in that word convenient. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> again, <laughs> moving forward, after a while, it gets, it, you become new, like numb to the, the pain that you go through, you start to lose yourself because now it's like, I don't want to disappoint my family. I don't want to disappoint. So much. Yeah. on autopilot. You go autopilot. um, Yeah. In your life, you know, just because you're so, I don't know if you felt that way when you were married, that sometimes you were so overwhelmed because of the expectation that was placed on you to Mm -hmm. be a loving, dutiful wife. And, yeah. you know, how you got kids coming into it and your husband, all he got to do is go to work, come home, get some sleep, get some sex yeah. with his boys if he want to. But you're still expected to meet all of these all the needs. Yeah. Uh, expectations of not only your spouse, but your family, the mm-hmm. community. Oh, and, yeah. Now I'm on autopilot because I'm just, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sick of people 
Tell me all the time, well, if you feel away, especially older women, put your feelings in your pocket because this yeah. is just how it is. Yeah. And you know what? And it was hard. <laughs> that was hard. That was difficult. Going to my elder women that are married or have been married for a long period of time or, or you know, maybe widow, what have you. That mm. was very difficult to go to them because I, I always felt like they're going to tell me what they want me to know or right. what they want, what they expect rather than giving me an honest answer. Right. And it was kind of like, you just have to deal with it. You married now. I'm like, well, does that right. mean it's a death sentence? Like, <laughs> right. I'm confused. Like, I'm coming to you because without telling too much of our business to family, because I was really big on that. Keep your right. family out your business. Because nobody knew that he and I was getting a divorce until... Like, I called and told them. <laughs> I can relate. Yes, <laughs> you know, they were like divorce. Like, what? What? You know, unless you know, in immediate family, like close family, knew, but most of the majority did not know until I said something because we were really big on whatever we go through, we go through it together. We don't need to involve other people. Um, so it was just one of those crazy things. But as time went on through the marriage, I started to, I grew to love him. And I never once can I say I was ever in love with him. And I've and and i talked to him about it. We both knew that this was, we did this conveniently. But I grew to love him. And we had the family, we had all these things that I realized those things didn't make, wasn't making me happy. Right. Not me nor him. Because I don't know if you get bored at some point in your relationship, or maybe there's a lack of something that you really need and it's hard to communicate that to right. your significant other. We did go to counseling. We went through counseling a few mm -hmm. times, you know, but if your heart is not in it, it's, it's, it's a, a lost cause. You don't have to go to counseling for six months for issues. Cause once your mind is made up and you start throwing around that D word, it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. You know, there is no change my mind in this because I'm I'm done. You know, and, and I say done, but divorce. <laughs> like yeah. we're I'm done. We we can't we're not gonna do this anymore. And that's usually when a person one or the other is just sick and tired and fed up. It's like yeah. I'm I'm not putting up with it anymore. And here's so, the crazy part. They don't mm -hmm. we were talking about going to elders, they don't teach you about the monotony of marriage. Yes, that's correct. Okay. They that's don't teach true. you about that part and then like you said, when you're done, it's like, boom, boom. Okay, no, divorce is pending. It's, even if the other partner didn't see it coming. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't acknowledge it, because in my case, I don't think I was really fully acknowledging it. I was just still on autopilot a lot. So right, exactly. I, it coming, exactly. but yeah, people get done. And going back to the elders, I think a lot of it has to do with even those that, that, that give the advice, they give advice that hurts you rather than help you. Right. They have their own flaws. Right. And they weren't taught either. You know? <laughs> True. And I realized that. I was like, you're an imperfect being trying to tell another imperfect being how to be perfect. Well, OMG, that's a, I, I got to write it down. I'm, yeah. Girl. just a, You're just another imperfect being trying to tell another imperfect being on how okay. to be perfect. I got to quote and we gonna There's quote no them. way possible that that can happen. That's one of my my little Lily entry quotes, by the way. But there is, it's impossible. It's, mm -hmm. There's no way. However, with wisdom, though, you mm -hmm. can steer them along that journey of getting back on track. You know, 
don't tell me about your experience or what you would do when you trying to tell me the opposite. Does it make sense? I know, like, yeah. It it what, well, if I was you, I would do, if, well, if it was me, I would do so-and-so, so-and-so. Well, I didn't come to you to talk to you about you. I came right. to talk to you about <laughs> me. So what would, I can't say what would you do? Because I'm not asking that. I'm just needing some help here. Well, not once did any of my elders say, do you love him? How, yeah. do, how, do you, uh, if you love him, you have to fight for your marriage. Marriage is not easy. It's not a, it's, it's not meant to be marital bliss all the time. There are going to be days you're going to wake up and you're going to look at him and you can't stand him. Right. <laughs> and vice versa. I'm sure you're going to get on his nerves just as much as he gets on yours. You're going to feel like times that you are alone, that you, you are, you, you are a single married woman. They're going to be those times. But at the end of the day, love is what keeps you there. That's right. And it's not about being in love with them. It's love. Love doesn't need a, a, a prefix. No. There, there is no, no, there's no prefix being love is just a statement. It's That's a right. statement and it's a, it's a word. It's an action word. Love. You know, you know, see, no one taught me that. I, I didn't know that. You know, I was always given what I would do, girl, get you something on the side. It, and it wasn't about that. Goodness, yeah, and I've gotten that advice too. <laughs> yeah, girl, you need to get you something on the side. I wouldn't worry about your boy. You know, so going through that, excuse me, my dog is barking. So going through that part of it, it I we did as much as we could. And 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 there was infidelity on both parts. It wasn't a, a one against the other. It 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 was hard. It was tough. But so it was infidelity on both parts. We managed to stay married for 18 years until it was dissolved, you know, and we have children. And I didn't realize that when you divorce, it feels like a death sentence. Oh, no, because you're you're everything that you put into this person. Now, outside of the infidelity, because the infidelity don't have the history that you and your significant other has, especially if you've been married for a long time. They just came in for just a brief moment. I always say like a snapshot, they a blink moment. So right. like when you blink your eyes and you have a long blink, that's how long that that one uh, that that other person was in your yeah. life. We'll call it an encounter. Encounter. There you go. That. You know, so after the divorce, it, it was, I had to start all over and I had to figure out what's happening here. What just right. what, happened? Like, you know, even though he wasn't home most of the time and I was at home with the kids all the time, that comfort in knowing that he will eventually come home and that this is ours, that right. was, it, it was, it was gone. So now I have to do this on my own. Now, I still kept my jobs. I still kept, you know, my career and still did all of that. But it's still the undoing, as you say, the undoing. That, right. that part, the reality of it all, it's like this is happening. There is no more. You know, we we didn't start out co-parenting. Um, it was a lot of tension and a lot of that there. <laughs> I still maintain my dignity no matter what. Because I was like, I'm not going to stoop to the level that you want me to. You know, we did this when we were married. And after you get to that point, it's, it's over, <laughs> you know. Um, so going through that and finally just getting myself back together, you know, getting myself back right, as they say. <laughs> um, I meet my second husband. Okay. 
And it was probably about a few years after my divorce, I met my second husband. Okay. Everything seemed to be going great. We were, it, this was like my forever. You know, I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that this was forever. However, we didn't end in a divorce. He passed away. We weren't even married a year. We were together two and a half. Oh, wow. And he passed away a month before our one year anniversary. And look, I'm so going to now, say it with my condolences to you because I know yeah. people will, will hear this and they're going to be, I'm going to, I've, I've been sending up prayers for you and I know it's some time has passed, but my yeah. heart is out. Yes. And you know, I always say that just like with my first one marriage, I knew and I, I knew it got, you know, God was never, he never put it together. Right. You know, never put it together. We put that together. Yes. We conveniently joined together. You know, God said two or more are gathered in my name. You know, he's in the midst. See, right. we were joined together, but it wasn't in his name. Here's the <laughs> it thing. Was our doing. Okay. I can look, I completely relate to this because it was the same with ours, even though my ex became a past a minister after we yeah. got married it wasn't ordained by God what we were doing we were just out there doing stuff because we were yeah. pants and we were doing it and I got pregnant I mean that's right. just let's just call you know a chicken a chicken okay or a spade <laughs> a spade honey that's, that's it <laughs> so I'm right there with you the first one was not ordained by God even though it seemed that way to the public Yes, You're perfect to the public, you know. Yes, yes, and it's amazing how you have to sift through that as well. The, oh, the, the, <laughs> oh gosh, oh my goodness! But, <laughs> but yeah. So my second marriage was, and I even with that, God has a way of intervening. So my first one, I remember my aunt, the very wedding that I sung in. She called me the day before my our wedding. We actually went to the Justice of the Peace, and she said, she said, hop. Of course, she always called me Hop. She said, Hop. She said, I just want to talk to you for a second. I said, Yeah. She said, Are you sleep? I said, mm, A little bit. What's going on? She said, Are you sure you ready to get married? I said, Yeah, I want to get married. She said, Well, don't get married for the wrong reasons. And I'm like, Auntie, I'm good. We good. I really <laughs> love him. She said, Do you really love him? She said, If you get married for sex, it's going to end that way. She said, If you get married because it's convenient, it's going to end that way. She mm. said, baby, make sure this is something that you really want to do. I said, well, y'all coming? <laughs> she said, yeah, well, I'll be there. She said, I don't think your uncle coming because he's a little upset oh. because you didn't personally invite him. I said, he know how this works. Oh, he just get on my nerves. But anyway, <laughs> you coming, right? She said, yeah. And she signed as my witness in, in okay. the wedding, for our wedding. So we went through the justice of the peace and went through that whole spill um as far as the marriage and literally i started to see throughout the marriage how what exactly what she meant and i remember it was a long pause when the the judge asked um you know for us to repeat the vows there was a long pause at one point I, he says do you take him to be your husband and i i just looked at him for a second <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's too late to turn back now. Right. And I, I took that long blink and I said, yes, I do. And then it was the same thing on his. And I think he knew as well. It's just that we didn't already, we already here now. We didn't already did it. Let's just go. You know, let's just do it. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go, I guess, you know, but fast forward my second marriage. Um, 
when I met my husband, it was just really, um, it it was it was crazy. It was just it was just something about him that I, that attracted me instantly to him. Because in in the midst before I met him, I took time off to really get to know me and understand who I was and whose I was. Okay. Understood what that hope that middle name of mine, what it really meant, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right. And to remain faithful to myself and, and to God, most important. Now, girl. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I, I don't want to just be in another relationship. And, you know, you're praying, Lord, send me my husband or send me to my husband. And, you know, I, I want a good man and he's a hardworking man. Oh, child, you know, we give our list, honey. You know? Yeah. But when I met him, ironically, he was everything that I didn't pray for. Wow. He wasn't a bad guy. But he was everything that I didn't pray for. However, there was this thing. I could not just keep, it was, I would look at him and I'm like, man, God, what is this? And he would tell me, one day we were talking or what have you. And he said to me, he said, you know, my faith is not as strong as yours. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know, I, I, I'm i well aware of that. He said, well, why do you put up with me? Because he used to call me his little Ayala Von Zandt. <laughs> he said, you always got something positive and encouraging and motivating for people. He said, man, it's just something about you that just draws me to you. I don't know if it's your smile. I don't know if it's your how you articulate yourself. But it's just, man, God is using you for, just for me. And I looked at him and I'm like, hmm. I said, yeah, now I ain't finna be no preacher in the pulpit. Finna tell you that right there. That ain't gonna happen. That's not <laughs> happening, sir. We're not doing like, He said, no, nah, I don't think I, that would be good. The first lady and her husband out here wilding out. Like, I said, no, we're not gonna do that. But <laughs> I do know he, when he said that to me, just prior to that, God, me in prayer, God literally told me that he was my divine assignment. There you go. And I was like, divine assignment, that's hard. <laughs> like, right, that's hard. You know, when you put divine in front of mm-hmm. something, expect the death of something else. That's very powerful. That's right, that's very powerful. Because it's, it's, a, it's a sealed covenant. Divine, that is like, oh my, oh geez. So again, I'm thinking, okay, this is my forever. And as things went on, time went on, and when he passed away, well, before he passed away, he told me, he said, I believe he gave his life to Christ, Think, you know, right, maybe six months before he passed. Okay. And he said to me, promise me, and we were just laying in bed one day just talking. He said, mm-hmm. promise me that if you ever, if anything was to happen to me and you were ever to do this again, that you would love him just as much if not more than you love me Ooh, i know wow. you can do it and i said why are you telling me you acting like you're gonna die tomorrow he said well you just never know what god has in store what the future holds i said wait a minute you married now he didn't have any children of his own so my children were his you know i was his first wife so he said i always prayed and asked god before he took me that i would have a wife and i would have children and he gave me everything I said, so does oh, this wow. mean that That's you're just... ready to die? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, help us out. Help me out now, brother. Now, listen. <laughs> I said, stop talking like that. And I kid you not, when he passed, that was the, it was like, it was hard for me. But God reminded me 
of my divine assignment. Mm -hmm. He said, I needed, and I couldn't understand why God would take him away from me. I didn't get angry with God. I just wanted to know why. And he started to show me why. I needed to teach you what unconditional love was. Oh, girl, that's that's it's that that part. That in part. order for yeah. you to really experience unconditional love, I had to take you through it. Mm-hmm. And you never cursed me, even when I took him. You just wanted to know why you right. sweet child. But remember, I gave that assignment to you in the very beginning. I told you this is your divine assignment. Mm-hmm. And it's other things that took place and that happened in our in that marriage as well. It wasn't bad. There was no infidelity or anything like that. But mm-hmm. he had his own set of struggles. Right. However, it was that that unconditional love. Mm. Mm, that part. Oh Jesus! So, that I'm unconditional love. It's right quick. So that first marriage, like Kim and I were saying, you know, that was us literally being hot in the pants, and then we got married. Mm-hmm. You could technically mm-hmm. say it was our first experience with love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then my, I am still, I, I've only been out in this world by myself single for three years. And I, mm, to not tell too much of my story, because I don't want to tell my own story yet. Right. <laughs> I, do, I do recognize and understand God's divine timing and when Mm -hmm. God wants you to focus on something spiritually energetically I don't care you could be the biggest atheist on all of God's green earth Mm -hmm. if God wants you to know that you have an assignment of a person you will know it and there will not be any confusion in your mind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what he's telling you to do it's going to be crystal clear so uh, you you had the honor and the privilege of experiencing that and everybody does not but for the ones of you who are and you're struggling with why is this happening to me because that person is not that that ain't even my type over there God right me that, that's my assignment <laughs> y'all better start listening okay okay Pay attention listen yes. to what Kim is saying she just dropped some gems on you guys okay with that so please do not ignore if some of you want to call it intuition you can call it intuition but that is truly God's spirit speaking to you open yes. up and listen to it and I'm glad you had that beautiful experience with your second yes Yes. And, it, and it really was because it taught me it I, I man I, I couldn't be angry and it was like man I'm not mad and I'm not mad but God I, I thank you for a lot and I finally had to say Lord thank you for this moment thank right. you for him the short period of time that he was in my life I can see the unconditional I can see it mm-hmm. you know to feel it is one thing and then to be able to see it as well was was all the more and it taught me so much about myself, you know, that, hey, I'm, I'm a loving person. You're not bad and not mean or I don't have a hate bone in my body. I try to do what's right for the most part. But right. that right there was that marriage right there taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. That right there. I learned so much in that two and a half, less than one year married, <laughs> that wow. two and a half year relationship that I, I had that I couldn't get that I never got in the 18 years that I was married right. you know so God took him and not because I, I worship this man but I truly honored God and res- and and loved my husband right. truly loved him and it was well done my good and faithful servant you honored your husband and now I shall honor you and mm-hmm. and when I mean he honored me in in ways uh, oh my lord 
you will be surprised <laughs> like, so for, like your abundance I, and, and when i say abundance you guys i don't mean just like monetary wealth yeah i'm sure god has blessed you with an overflow of abundance in all areas of your life peace yes. love joy happiness your work yes. life your community you know yes. it just it just spreads and connects and touch you know touches so many other other things in your life so many other elements of it so I'm so glad you had the experience and thank yeah. you for sharing both. Absolutely. Uh, both. Because <laughs> I know you have dogs. It's quite all right. Oh, yes, child, because they so, get real loud. They're like, hey, they're ready. So, yeah. Yes. Um, so you all can see the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You all can see the, what is that word? The differences between the first marriage and what that was based on, and the second one, and what it was based on. Mm-hmm. One was based on infatuation, and the next one was truly a love match yes. made in heaven, made in yes. heaven. So that's encouragement for 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 those of us, those of us who've been through long term marriages and thought that was the end all be all, and now we find ourselves on the other side of it. Now we're going to transition to some ways that you can rebuild your life after a divorce or. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, if you if you lost a spouse, it's a different dynamic, and I'm going oh, yeah. to talk a little bit more about the widow's journey. Mm-hmm. That'll be a future episode, you guys. But we're going to roll through some things that's going to help. And Kim's going to help me out this part too. We do a little bit of commentary as we go. Here okay. are some strategies based on the. Um, let me not get the name of the, the Cleveland Clinic and. Mm-hmm. The social worker, her name is Karen Tucker, and these are some things she recommends, especially when you're going through the grieving process. Even if you have physical symptoms of grief, these are some things that can help you cope. And the very first thing is allow yourself to feel. Mm, Yes. Allow yourself to feel. Uh, everything that you're going to feel and go through, you'll actually recover better in the long run if you allow yourself to process that anger to process oh, yeah. frustration, the loss, the denial, the mm-hmm. whatever it is you have to process. And I went through all of it. Anger, oh, yeah. denial, begging. I'm Ooh, not it's yeah. one thing guilt low my integrity level. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to be a pick me for someone who had chosen not to pick me anymore. Oh, oh wow. You know so, uh, it's it's real, it's it's difficult, but you have to allow yourself time to get that out it's a song by nao 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 and it's called mm-hmm. wait and part of mm-hmm. the song is she said the only way to feel it is to break because mm-hmm. we're all human right yeah but we have to yeah. allow ourselves to break in order for us to be rebuilt because we are yeah. rebuilt after divorce so that's the first tip i want to give you yes and I'm going to put this article up on the Facebook page and it will also be in the description for this episode if you want to click and read through. She has some other helpful information. The other one is talk it out. Working yeah. with a professional therapist can give you solid support. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand people don't always want to go to therapy, but here's the thing. The difference between having a professional therapist is that you're going to have someone who's non-biased. They're, non-ju- they're a non-biased and non-judgmental listener. Mm-hmm. who can provide guidance and skills coaching for you because earlier Kim and I were discussing how you can go to an older person or you can go to someone else but they're going to project how yes. they feel onto you they're going to tell you mm-hmm. what they're trying to do in that situation that's going to add to your level of stress and discomfort you're already going through a lot talk to a professional 
And by developing healthy responses to life stressors, you learn how to avoid making things worse for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Talk it out. Talk it out. Find someone to talk it out with. Hopefully a professional. And well, you know what? And I'm going to interject on that and also Mm -hmm. say, make sure that you are honest with yourself. Yes. You know, because it is so important when you're talking it out, you got to look at that person in the mirror every day. So please be honest with her (laughs) or him. If it's a guy listening that wants to know, because it goes both ways. It does. Please listen to that person in the mirror when you're talking through these things, these tips that it's important. You need to talk. Stop suppressing. You're right. Stop suppressing and take accountability for your own actions within throughout the course of the divorce me out the course of the marriage you know you get to the divorce stage and and automatically you're like oh especially if you're not the one who initiated the divorce and this is something i can speak to if you're not the one who initiated the divorce sometimes you get angry and want to place the blame on the partner who initiated that's the right time you step back and really evaluate or reevaluate yourself and exactly. that's what I had to take the time to do. So you're right. Be honest with yourself, people. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> All right. So the next one is embrace coping skills. And I'm going to say embrace healthy coping skills. Oh, I'm so glad you put healthy in the right. list of that. Because, you know, people cope with the kind of ways now. They do. They cope. <laughs> they cope. Look, they, it's, it's drinking, it's drugging, it's sex to... Mm-hmm. the multitude of things you're feeling find mm-hmm. ways you guys to handle the intense emotions you will be dealing with and some of those are focusing on positive self-care and self-soothing definitely mm-hmm. self-care it's not selfish to take care of yourself it's, it is yes. not it's it's yes. it's very helpful on your mental and physical self so miss mm-hmm. Karen tucker She had this to add. People going through a divorce are in survival mode in the beginning and are often not focused on their own well-being. They're learning how to manage their emotions in a crisis uh, as well as every day. So uh, I'm going to also attach to this one a forum that a previous guest mentioned that you can go through just with coping with life skills in general. It doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, divorce. I can't think of the name of it right now, but I'll put it in Mm -hmm. the description. And it's another program. It's not that expensive and it can help you manage and cope with all of these different things you're going through, especially if you've been married 25, 30, 18 years, right? Ooh, yes, this thing, Trying to figure out your next move because like Kim said, even when it comes down to being with that person, you've had this person uh, continuously in your life for mm-hmm. a long period of time. And now that you're alone, everything's affected you don't think it is but now you're, you're having to move in a space by yourself when you used to moving or as yeah. you told me one time girl you don't know what to do with your hands no more I, it took me a long time to understand what that means and, and until I'm, I was divorced and then I figured mm-hmm. it out <laughs> and I would say and I would definitely say this as well when you're coping most important thing for anything I'm learning to do this even now mm-hmm. is to breathe Learn to just take your breath. Meditate, y'all. It's serious. Learn to breathe. Get out of your flight or fight mode. Come right. out of that mode. It's it, 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 You in reality now. What are you fighting? Are you fighting your denial? Right. <laughs> or are you flying high on everything around you to keep yourself from dealing with it? 
you know what I mean? Dealing with the, the pain. Because it's guilt that comes with that as well. There's right. blame that comes with that with a divorce after a divorce. It's guilt, blame, even if you were the only one, you were doing everything right. So you feel like right in the marriage, the one thing that you did wrong in the marriage is the fact that you never spoke up when you should have. Right. So please, definitely, definitely, please breathe. Thank you. I had to learn to do that. And meditation is a regular part of my life now. Oh, absolutely. Even when people don't realize that I could be in a room full of people and uh, sitting over there quietly, I'm meditating. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, in your zone, honey. That's the, that's, that's the way you got to be. So thank you for, uh, this is so good. We got a few oh, more yeah. through, but hey, we're doing amazing. Yes, it also yeah. says this on the coping part, doing one thing a day that makes you feel productive and competent also reinforces your self-esteem at a time when your self-esteem often takes a huge blow. So yes. very small things and not, not anything big, but something once a day. I got outside every day. I go outside every day, no matter what, I go outside. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. still raining, I go on the porch. If it's too cold, I'm at least going to crack that window just for a little bit so I can get some fresh air. But that was my one little thing. Mm-hmm. Walk mm-hmm. the backyard, and I had a I had the privilege at the time of having a beautiful backyard um, after I separated, and that was my one thing. So find your one thing, people. And here's a, a another one. We're gonna transition a little bit. Work together to focus on your children. Kim touched on this after the first marriage ended. Um, yeah, you know, find a way to concentrate on the kids because they're already having to deal with enough. Like what's going to happen with my future? Like they worried about both their parents, you know? Um, so find ways to cope that yeah. are healthy for your kids. Mm-hmm. And here's mm-hmm. another big one here. Watch out for stumbling blocks. Ooh, yes, Lord. <laughs> says, hey, listen, get help if you see signs that you're stuck on anger or resentment or feeling extreme sadness or anxiety. If you're choosing misery or you feel yourself succumbing and stand in that depressive energy, that depression, mm-hmm. reach out for some professional help. I, I can't yes. enough. I cannot stress it enough. I'm going to be transparent in, with you guys. Um, the first year was so tough, in fact, and I was having trouble on my job as well. I, I ran a training department. We were rolling through, I don't know, 850 plus people a season. Uh, very, very strenuous work tight deadlines um and I was being attacked at work while I'm having to go through this divorce I had to face this huge ethics complaint half of it wasn't even true um the sink the, the manager of the site at the time was gunning to get me turned like I just I don't know it was bananas all around I was having my own tower moment and um so I ended up switching jobs. Thank goodness I got a promotion. I promoted to something different, but I had to go to my doctor. I went to my doctor and I was like, listen, I'm dealing with this. I'm going through a divorce. I'm dealing with some tough things at work. I need something to help me sleep because I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so he put me through a series of tests and he was like, actually, you're kind of, you got, he said, you have like PTSD symptoms. Wow. What you're going through, sure. You're experiencing PTSD. You've had a dramatic change. Um, in your life. So he put me on anti-anxiety medication plus a sleep medicine to help cope through that. So definitely get you some professional help if you need it. Um, Right. It's, you don't want to get stuck in that depression. Uh, And then if you are dealing with PTSD symptoms, because sometimes every marriage is, is not, there's psychological abuse, there's verbal abuse. And unfortunately, some people have to deal with physical 
abuse, mm-hmm. whether it's acknowledged or not acknowledged. Uh, so, and that's not something I want to touch on in this episode, but definitely get you some help, get you some serious medical attention. Mm-hmm. Find yourself facing stumbling blocks that you cannot get past yourself. Anger, resentment, you know, feeling sad or anxiety. Thought I had to throw that in there. Right. And this next one, girl, avoid hanging on in desperation. <laughs> <laughs> that I just know it just might get back together. It oh, I know. <laughs> it might work. It just Except might work. <laughs> listen, people. Listen, Linda. Listen, Luke. Male. <laughs> Let it go. It's okay. The inevitable. It is. She don't over. want you. She don't want you That's no more. Right. Let go. They don't want you anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Over. Accept that. Yes, it's hard. Don't beg them for forgiveness and hang on their cut. T- I did it. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept what it is. Accept and let go. You hear me? Accept mm-hmm. and let go, honey. Let it Just go. <laughs> And Miss Tucker says this. She says, people fear the unknown. That's one of the reasons why we, we cling so desperately to the things that we don't need in our lives. That's why we cling to these familiar things because we are afraid of the unknown. I'm embracing the unknown now. And it's worked out well for me because God has never failed me, not once ever. And I know he's Already. Now. And uh, I'm walking on my own proverbial water. Mm. Every day. I'm taking one step in front of the other. Okay. There you go. Cool. So <laughs> you know, there's people out here to help you, but if you need help, uh, this is what the article says. Sometimes we need help challenging our negative thoughts and beliefs, and we need good information. A book I read, it's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend gave me that book in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that person because it changed my entire outlook. I read that book and it talks so much about limiting beliefs and, and, and not taking things personal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to link it in the description and it will be on our Facebook page as well. Read that book. If you are going through something like this, like read that book. It will change your life. It changed my life. I'm not afraid yeah. of it at all now. So information is powerful. Get you some self. Yes. You're not helpless. You're not alone. Okay. And, and you're not powerless. So avoid hanging on. Let it go. Let it go. Here's another one. And Kim mentioned this too. Don't rush into. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one was do not rush into a new relationship. And I said, we talked about that, how you, you gave yourself time off between the first years and the second before you got with your second husband. Yes. So it does say that uh, it says just give it time. Give yourself time to heal from all the grief and loss and pain. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that one. And then the, it's only two more left in my list. I hate that my video cut off. That blasted. I'm going to see if I can tape them together or something. <laughs> yes, I know. You got to figure it out. <laughs> I, will, I, I will figure it out. Um, and it says also use any self-help books that you can find to help you with this. And I am going to put some on the Facebook page. And the last one is stay hopeful. Stay positive. You are not Absolutely. alone. Absolutely. You are that's not alone. That's right. So, you are um, never alone. Never. So that um, that's the great thing about it. Yeah, and that that's the the one thing, and I I thank God for experts and people that have gone through things that can express, you know, talk yeah. about it because the experience is its own teacher. 
Very um, cool. And you have to be able to, um, from the coping to the being honest with yourself, that I think that's the most important thing that I can give to anybody. The most important advice is, is just being honest with yourself. Because if you constantly lying to yourself just to make you feel good, imagine how often your your life will spiral out of control when you allow other people to do it. You know, so just be honest with yourself, please. Right. <laughs> Take the time for yourself <laughs> to cope and 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 feel it's okay to be angry because all kind of emotions are going to be flying through you i'm mad today i'm happy tomorrow even if you see your spouse with someone else or your children talking about the 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 mama's boyfriend or the daddy's girlfriend right you know we going on the trip and and you start to Please, please let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. It's time. Look at it as a start of a reset. Mm-hmm. And when you're resetting, like anything else, when you come out of that, <laughs> you a whole nother person. Right. You should be anyway. So take your time to heal. Get to know who you are. Yeah. Because especially if you've been in a, a marriage for a long period of time, with someone you you tend to um reform into who they are want you to be it's like you you're molded to be who that person that ideal person that you want to be you get lost as they say i lost myself and i've i heard people say that and i i can't say i lost myself i just stopped caring for myself right because i wanted out of anger and desperation for the marriage at some point i wanted okay, if I just do everything the way he wanted, then maybe it'll fix it. But the truth <laughs> is, it only hurt the situation because he's now expecting you to just do it. Right. Okay. Or she's expecting you to just do it. And you are the one that's left hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, but definitely, definitely, please, please, those those tips were, were very great. Were great. <laughs> Thank they hit so on all much. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim. Yes. I appreciate you being on the show today for joining us. Um, and again, for her information, it will be in the description box for this episode. Yay. It's also going to be on our brand new All Things Undone Facebook group page. It's a public page. Anybody can yes. join. So we definitely want to um, see you there. And that concludes our show today. Again, thank you. God bless you, Kim. Thank you. God bless you. And I have to get you back on my show because we got to do another rendition, girl. I'm ready. I I am ready. Y'all have to join us for uh, Ball Talk with Kim for sure. And I'm going to put all that in the description box below. I am Granny. She is your host. And thank you all for listening. Until the next time. Have a beautiful day. You're Thank welcome. you. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>